everyone, it's Michelle. And Delaudis. And I'm your host, Madeline Fenelon. You are his living epistle, read by all men. That's right. You are Jesus' ambassador. This is the Living Epistle Project radio program. You're listening to the Living Epistle Project radio program, and I'm your host, Madeline Fenelon. And today I am... Having a wonderful day because my king is alive. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The king of my heart, the, the reason we were born, um, the person who keeps us alive is alive. For him, we were made and in him we have a very being. That's, that's Jesus Christ, our king. But I'm in the studio as well with some amazing people. Hey, 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 mama. hey everyone, how are you? Hey, hey. Michelle. I have Michelle, yeah. my beautiful co-host, who I've been we've been I've been doing this for six years as a ministry, but five years on the radio as well as the loudest. So it's been really good. And Mary, who recently joined us. And I have a, uh, a guest here. <laughs> I won't say her name, but she's gorgeous and she's yes. beautiful. Yes, she is. <laughs> and and she, she loved the Lord. So that's beautiful. Um, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're so far away. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I know, right? She's so far away. But you guys, you know, I, I was thinking this this season first i I just want to say that we tend to at least for me we tend to focus a lot on the current events at least now um and we talk about you know what god wants what god doesn't want which is fair but i think we neglect to praise him as we usually do you know and i think it'd be amazing to just focus a little bit about praising and worshiping him you know at some point here but I was thinking of Job, right? And I was thinking of Joseph as well as Daniel and the three Hebrew boys in Babylon. And all these have something in common, bad time, bad season, and bad things that were happening. And I think that may cause someone to stop dreaming. And I thought, Hey, does God expect us to stop dreaming in the time when things are not going well? I think not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think not. Um, I feel like, you know, the Bible says, um, hope defers, make the heart goes. I f- let me make sure. I it. So, what is it? Weary. weary. There you go. Ho- hope defers, um, make the heart goes weary. So I think that the human was made to keep dreaming, but specifically God's um, people. I think, how is God going to, to do what he wants to do? What he usually do is partner with his kids all the time. Partner with his kids. And the way that his kids can be in tune with him is that he downloads what he, his heart is into his kids' heart. Um, it could be whatever it is, like starting something new or just starting a new church or going on mission. Those are dreams. We often think, think dreams are simply um big houses or big mm-hmm. careers and things like that but no it's just whatever kept you happy and not happy in the sense the world defined keep you going and motivated um because we can't stay idle so i thought you know dreaming with god amen amen actually in proverbs that that verse that you mentioned proverbs thirteen twelve. 
Um, another version in, in NIV has it as hope deferred makes the heart sick, mm. um, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. I love that. You know, and so, and there's a, actually another Jeremiah 112. Um, the Lord said to me, that's Jeremiah speaking, you have seen, um, the Lord asked him, what do you see? And he, and he answered. Oh, um, I love that. Right? I love that one. Um, some trees actually just have Can a you read snippet. the whole, do you have it? Yeah, actually, yeah. let me go to it because this one just gives me a little snippet of it. Um, okay, so it says, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly. Mm-hmm. Let me just start from the beginning. Right, so she's looking at, remember, this is a live show where we yeah. just... <laughs> just go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, for chapter. The, um, okay, the word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. I love that. I love that. Serve with Michelle, you there, right? I'm here. Yes, several things here. Um, I think the Lord asked you, ask him, what do you see? Which he's expecting for his people to have discernment and be able to see and recognize what what he's doing. And the idea that I don't know, I think we we tend to be in the church like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. But I think we need to be able to understand that God actually want us to recognize what he's doing. And you see, the last word was that I want to see what his word is doing. What was that, Laudis? The, um, what the Lord said mm-hmm. to him? Yeah. That he wants to see his word fulfilled. Like, no, he's watching. He's watching. Yeah. That is so cool. I love that. So what does that mean for you, to you, Laudis? To me, it's, he's not idle, right? When he has given us a, a dream, um, something to look forward to, um, a promise, you know, oftentimes when time passes, we often say it. Um, we have a tendency of thinking that God forgot, you know, that he went missing, that, you know, the promise was we misheard, um, misunderstood the promise, just justifying our weariness. Um, and he, this shows me he's actually cannot, what this shows me in particular to me is that he cannot wait. He is watching, actively watching and seeing and involved and waiting to see the promise also. It, he knows it's going, to, it's going to come to pass, but he cannot wait as well to give you that, you know, to deliver, to fulfill his word. So, you know, it, to me it's very encouraging because just as you're waiting, you know, he has set a time. And, uh, you know, some sequences of events for his reasons mm-hmm. to happen. And um, at the due time, his perfect time, it would happen. But he's also waiting right there with you. Um, so uh, you're not alone in it. I actually, I you know, it just. Oh, go ahead, Michelle. It just reminds me of two things which are going on sort of a different tangent on this. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about, for example, Noah, right? Mm-hmm. So when God put it in his heart or said, you know, we heard him, this is what I want you to do. What would happen if we were never built New York? Right? So um, when you talk about uh, God giving you a vision or a dream to do something, it could be something that, you know, it is something very impactful for, for the world and for people. And then the other thought that came to mind was the fact that there are times, like you were saying, um, Ma, that 
people say, well, you know, is this my own, my own thing I made up in my head or is this something from the Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they don't know. And you know what I would say to that? You know, he says in, um, as part of that anyway, in Psalm 32, 8, I'll yeah. instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go and I'll guide thee with mine eye. So I think sometimes we forget that. I, there's two things that I just, as we were reading this, when you go further up into that Jeremiah one, it says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb and you were before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nation. And then he brings him down to 13 where he says, what do you see? So he was giving him his truth, what his God identity was, and then said, what are the facts? What are the things that you're tangibly seeing right now and how it differs? I think also about Joseph. Joseph initially had the dream of him reigning over his brothers, reigning over his family. It took 13 years for it to actually happen. So with a dream, there's a process. And God is actively looking for us to, what is our position in the process for that dream to come to pass? And and, and you know, guys, you know I put you guys on a hot seat, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mary, when you say his truth, what do you mean? God's truth. Okay, okay, I just God's wanted to correct oh, that yeah, because no, there's no, a trend no, no, of people yeah, going yeah, around yeah, yeah, saying I know, my, truth. my truth. Yeah, you have no, your no. experience, but you do not have your truth. The right, truth right. is the God, the God's word of God, truth. and there's absolute yes. truth. I, I just wanted to make sure. Absolutely, <laughs> we absolutely, and I'm glad we clarified that. <laughs> but it's just God's truth is so it blew when you read about I knew you before you you were formed in your mother's room. I knew you as spirit. So I knew the dreams I had for you way before you even knew yourself. But this is this is where I want to come in. And again, it, this year, I think we've been diving a lot into identity, yeah. your identity in Christ. Yeah. Right. So and I also think I, of integrity, self-integrity, self-credibility, Um I love it when people come and recognize what God has done in my life, what God has put in my life, but my credibility doesn't come from, from the world. It comes from, from God's word and also me living a life of integrity because we create, am, am I credible? How do I become credible? Is by living a life of, uh, of integrity and integrity is found in the word of God. And I love Job. Job made a statement to his friends who were trying to convince him that it's because you've done something wrong. That is why all these bad things were happening to you. And God and Job said, no, as long as I'm living, I will not be dishonest. I will not deny my integrity. So that this is where I think we've given up our credibility to a third party. We, we, we doesn't believe in ourselves or believe that God can speak to us. And because unless someone tell us God is speaking to us, there's such a thing as self credibility, self credibility. And it comes to the human being, or I, I'm going to go with the Christian, the Christian recognizing that this is a serious work. It's a serious work. When you come into the Lord, you say, Jesus, I'm taking you as my Lord and savior, be the captain of my ship, um, of my ship. It is a, a commitment. It's a lifestyle of Christianity where we can't dabble here and dabble there. We have to, We've become a new a citizen of heaven where there's a constitution for it, which is the Bible, guidelines, and we live by that. And I know you're thinking legalis- legalism. No, it's not legalism. There's such a thing as legalism. There's such a thing as living by the word of God, a lifestyle. Legalism is thinking that what your work is going to save you. I got news for you. 
It's not saving you. Your work cannot save you. However, you are saved by grace unto good work. Your good work is, a, is proof that you are saved. Okay, so it's not the work that's saving you. But we're still expected to live by a certain standard. I say it all the time when, as a lawyer, I have to live by standard of a lawyer. If I break the rule, I get disbarred. We, are, we have to be credible, knowing that God's... And another thing, I think we... we we chip in God speaking to us so much in the sense that everything God told me, sometimes it's just common sense. There's some, something God already told every human being, right? Is that, you know, you know you're supposed to be responsible. God is not going to download that in you that you need to be responsible. It's in his word. Be responsible. So I think all the time saying the man of God said this, say that. I'm not saying there's no prophets because they are. All the gifts are in operation. But I think being sound mind right mm -hmm. having sound mind is key so we can can know that god speaks to us specifically now we need to take this serious we can't go to church as usual we can't do it as usual we can't do our work as usual we have to know sometimes when you don't know it's best to not speak Correct. Correct. <laughs> I second that i second what that are, you mentioned job and that's funny because i had to write um I had to do a write-up um, on Job for a group that I'm in. And one of the things that I observed with his interaction with the Lord um, is that whatever he was going through, right, and we, we those of us are very familiar with the sto uh, story, he went through a lot, right? It makes us sometimes, it's a good one to, um, to take a look at when we're going through stuff because we then realize, wow. Um, and his interaction with the Lord and... Uh, Hebrews, well, there's in, in two parts, but um, Job, I had it here, 7, 17 through 21. Um, what is man that you make so much of him and that you set your heart on him, visit him every morning and test him every moment? How long will you not look away from me? And the reason he said that is because it's not like, oh, you're blessing me so much. That was not his posture at that moment is like you are obviously your eyes are on me and whatever is happening to me is coming from you so i love it that he's addressing god he's addressing him directly in his pain in 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 the in the fragility of his state in that moment he's not addressing anyone he obviously disregarded <laughs> the friends already he told them off and he's now turned his uh, his eyesight to the lord right he's no he knows that the dreams every the blessings and the pain came from one source i mean it was allowed by the lord right his eyes are on him so whatever was happening to him was permissioned and by the lord michelle whenever you have something to say just jump, jump in, in. Yeah. but i want to say this i i i love jeremiah you say something important that he's communicating with God. I, I, I submit to you that there, you cannot know God's heart unless God put it in you. And yeah. I think you cannot start working again. You cannot start working for the Lord unless you start, you know what God wants you to do. And it's important that it is God's dream. I have so much confidence. I don't have confidence in my dream. I have confidence mm -hmm. in the dream that God put in my heart. Um, I was talking to the Lord yesterday. I told the Lord, <clears throat> I was thinking of the, of my, my, my life from a very young age to now. And I told the Lord, I've done all I could do with, with the abilities you've given me. I've made sure that I take the step that I need to bring something out of it. Right now, anything that can go forward, it has to be you. 
You have to be the one to move me forward, to dream for me. Let me dream with you. And I think Nehemiah does that a lot. Mm. Nehemiah, yeah. when you go to Nehemiah, he went and he prayed and he asked the Lord. And when he's speaking, he said, the Lord put these things mm-hmm. in my heart. Mm-hmm. The Lord told me. And I, fi- I find that when it's the Lord who told you and the Lord who's done it, he can make it happen. And you mentioned something about Job. I don't know what it is, but this came up the loudest. It's, it's Second Chronicles 16, 9. Mm-hmm. It says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro wow. throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of of those whose heart are loyal to him, to him. Amen. And there's also the, the verse um, that the, the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro to look for, to, to search for individuals that he can use who will be his arms and his legs. I'm, I'm paraphrasing that. But also I think that um, from the standpoint of dreams, you know, God doesn't give us anything that's not um, related to, what he says in the scripture you know he's not going to give us a dream that's going to harm anyone he's not going to give us a dream that oh we should be doing this bad thing over here because ultimately he's not going to do that he's going to give us dreams that are for certification that are for um bringing people to him you know better for the good and not um not the opposite right so um if somebody out there thinks they have a dream from god and it's and it's not you know for his glory then you know, we, we think that and, and, and ask God what he wants you to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, um, Madeline, when you spoke about your prayer to God, that everything moving forward, dream, help me dream, help God, help me dream. And it's, again, it speaks to relationship. It speaks to identity. It's just you have enough confidence in the word of God, in what God has already done to you, done for you and through you, that you can say, God, help me dream. And what is the dream that you want? And I also wanted to speak a lot as to Job. Um, Job was, even through his pain, even through the people that were speaking against him, he did not move from his integrity with God. He said he would not sin against God. He would not, the the Lord taketh, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Mm-hmm. He was willing to accept whatever God was going to bring into his life. And he knew that God would be able to take him through the process. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and I, I love that knowing yourself. And I'm, this is not to say, don't take advice from people. Mm-hmm. I think the, the Bible says, you know, and the, in the council, in the multitude of council, there's wisdom, wisdom. right? Yes. So you ought to have people in around your life that you trust, that you know live by God's words, not goes here and there and just find wisdom where whatever they think, but live by God's word and will give you godly counsel to take advice for. But you from, but you do need to to have confidence in yourself, knowing that that you've decided that I was going to take God serious and I've taken step by his grace, to live for him. But I think of, of, of a person who dreamed at an old age was Caleb. You know, Caleb, when Caleb was one of the spies who went to Jericho. Not Jericho. <laughs> to <laughs> promised land. Canaan. Yeah. Went to the promised land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, went to the promised land. And he was 40 at the time that he went. And he was one of the people who, who give the good news. 
and God was happy with those who give the good news. And those who give bad news, was he was not happy with. So God is not too pleased when people just are, you know, downers. But after 45 years, when it was time for, for the people to claim the land, um, Caleb went at 85 and went and said this. Yes. Now the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gila, Gilgad. And Caleb, son of Japheneth, I don't know, yeah. I'm going to skip the name, said to him, you know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadek, bonds about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from, one moment please, sent me from, sent me from um, Kadek to explore the land. And I thought him back, and I brought him back a report according to my conviction. But my fellow Israel who went up with me made the heart of the people melt and fear. I, however, followed the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. So on the day Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be yours, your inheritance, and that of your children forever, because you have had... Okay, I'm going to skip certain things because it's getting long. Now then, just as the Lord promised, uh, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time has, he has said this. I'm going to paraphrase this because it's a bit longer than I was expecting. So basically, at the end of it, he said, I'm ready. I'm still strong. Even though I'm 85, I'm still strong. I can go fight to claim my land. So he was still dreaming with the Lord. So I love that. There's, Okay. <laughs> I love the fact that Caleb, a um, the that the Caleb was still in position after forty five years. Think about that for a minute. Forty five years of seeing his contemporaries die, seeing a whole generation pass, and still have the energy. God gave him the energy. He focused on that one dream. Give me the land. Give me the land. This is the thing that God promised me. It doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter what God is taking you through even right now. Caleb was able to say to Joshua, we did the fight. We got over to Jordan. We've gone through all of this. Now give me what God has promised me. Give me that dream that God has given me. And that's the thing with a God dream. It doesn't matter how old. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't disqualify you for claiming the dream. As long as you are in position, the God position, the God position is not always the best position. Is <laughs> not always the thing that it makes you look good, but he's given you that dream. If you can hold on to that thing that God gave you, Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he would lie or the son of man that would change his mind. If he said it, won't he do it? And, and I want to just clarify. I think she said that the best position, I, I'm going to say to the eye, to the human eye, eye. to the yes. human eye. So God's ways are always the best. It's just not mm -hmm. what you may perceive as the best. You know, one may not have think. I don't think what Job went through was really a good, good thing. But from God's point of view, it was the way it was supposed to be. That was the process. I don't think what Joseph went through was the best. I would avoid it at any cost. But it, according to God, that was a process that he needed to go through. And I, I want to say this. Well, go ahead, Michelle. 
No, you finish and then I'll jump in. I, I want to say this. I want to say that um, the Christian doesn't have the options. The Christian doesn't. I think we think that we have an option to decide, to choose to follow God's word or we don't. We don't. It's either you are a Christian or you're not. It's either you decide to follow the Lord, the words, the God's, the word of, of the Lord, or you don't. And and you don't want to be a Jonah. You absolutely do not want to be a Jonah where you're trying to avoid what God is doing. So I think the Christian doesn't have the option to 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 not listen to what God is doing. And I also think Mary that um, was it. Caleb had a bigger vision. He had a bigger picture, and he wasn't seeing it as his lifestyle, life, lifetime only. He was seeing the bigger picture, his inheritance, you know, for the children as well. Because he could, he he knew he would die, but he was seeing a bigger past him, something past him. And so I also, I I also want to point out that you you see Jacob or the older, the forefathers every time they. At the dying bed, specifically Jacob, he said, you know, the Lord promised me this is what he will do, even though he didn't see it. And he still held on to it. You know, his mm-hmm. children saw it, but he didn't see it. But when do you st- I want to say this. When do we stop dreaming and when do we let go of the dream that God, we know that God has put in our heart? Michelle, you can go ahead. Yeah, so there were um, two things related to what you both said. And one is, you know, talking about uh, older age and as people mature, you know, there is this tendency to think, oh, you know, my my glory days are past. Not everyone says that, but, you know, it does say in Psalm 92.14 that they shall bring forth fruit in old age and shall be fat and flourishing. So the Lord has promised, you know, in no matter what your age, when you're, when you're older, you still you still have the ability to bring forth fruit for him, and you still have that, that dream he's placed in your heart, and you can still do it, and he can still help you to do it. And the other thing, um, Margaret, you had said about um, the, the, the position. Mary, you said something about the um, may not be the best position, and, and, and it could be a position that maybe we're not comfortable with. I mean, in my own life, I've seen situations where, you know, the situation seems so dire to me or so, you know, why am I, why am I here doing this? What's happening, God? But then I can look back on it, quite honestly, and say, God, I mean, there's been many moments in my life when I've looked back and said, God, you know, thank you for that. I know it was, might have been a hard season or a hard time to go through, but I've learned so much. And, you know, you either help me to avoid something, you help to move me forward, but you have um, helped to shape my identity more by me going through that particular thing, that particular position at that time. Amen. Um, one of the things well, also that... Uh, Michelle, I just been collecting from all the stories is that the parallels between mm-hmm. um, Joshua, David, and Joseph. Um, one of, I mean, many parallels, but the the one that you know, kind of weaves them together is the fact that you know what they were observing in the natural was not dictating their actions. Um, you know, they right. went with that dream. They went what the Lord told them, um, and even the preparation that they went through even before. Um, their current state, mm-hmm. right? So Joshua, he knew, he, he looked at the giants, he, he was just focused on, you know, yeah, we can conquer them. Like, this is, you know, the Lord can do this. And 
you know, uh, Joseph had those dreams and he held on to it. It didn't matter what he went through. I don't think he, uh, it says that he lost heart no. um, and, and right through it, through all those years that he just went from one thing to the next and the preparation, as we see now, the preparation. Um, and they never lost it. The dream never lost its strength. It never lost its validity because he came, they knew where he came from, which is obviously the Lord. Um there's one um, verse that I had here queued up, but um, right, what the, in Lamentation two seventeen, right? The Lord has done what He planned; He has fulfilled His word, which He decreed long ago. That's always the case, whether it's in your lifetime or whether it was for you, whether it, you know, the dreams, if he gave it, it's going to be fulfilled, um, whether you see it in your lifetime or not. And like you, to your point, Madeline, it may not be for your generation. It may not be, you know, for you to see, um, but that doesn't negate the fact that it will be fulfilled. Right. And I think God mm -hmm. actually gave you personal dreams, right? Correct. I think yeah. he does. Um, he gave you personal dream that it must happen during your lifetime. Um. <laughs> right. But there's some, in, in, right. yeah, there's like a, a mixture and not too obviously. I mean, if we didn't see any, yeah. uh, there would be, <laughs> you know, a lack you know, of Abraham, evidence. Of, <laughs> Abraham had to see Isaac being born. <laughs> no, but just the understanding that there are dreams that, you know, it may not be just for you to hold on to for this lifetime. Remember, we are heading somewhere, right? We're heading, our final destination is heaven. And all of our stories, they're all coming together for the kingdom. They're all pushing the kingdom forward. Um, anything that, for me, I see a lot of my personal dreams. Yeah, long time for, for, for one. Many I have seen that have obviously encouraged my heart mm -hmm. and, and pushed me forward and have strengthened my faith. Um, there are others that it may be for the next generation. So, right. you know, it, it's, it's also just having that, um, that balance. And, and yeah. you know what, allowed this, I think the dream in your heart that won't die regardless of, of what you do, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you can't do a funeral for them. I know, I know for me, sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> Even though you tried, you know, kill them dreams. every year. <laughs> I know for me, sometimes I I try to when it takes so long, and I'm like, maybe it wasn't God because I don't like to spend my time. I like mm. results, so I don't like to spend so much time on something that I'm not seeing results on. But sometimes they just want to die, mm -hmm. right? And and so I have to hold on, even though it pains me. And I love I love how with. Michelle and I were talking last Saturday about, you guys were not here, about Naomi. Naomi mm -hmm. thought everything was over. And for Done. sure, mm -hmm. you can see, based on the standard of men, everything was over. She had a vision to be married. Of course, at that time, being married was it, you know, still a good calling, a good um, amb ambition. But at that time, for them, it was like the thing. Um, and then you had children right they had children she wanted children and she had that dream and god took her from her homeland because there was some bad things happening and brought her to a refuge place and then there her she lost everything her son her, her husband and everything she had to her and she was old she could not have any other children and her dream was over her life was over but what i love was that in god's eyes it wasn't over it wasn't over. God is the one who created the world. He has ingenuity. He can create new things. He sprang new things out of any any season. And I love the verse, um, I think it's Ecclesiastes. Um, it says, I'm going to paraphrase, Ecclesiastes. 
maybe I'm not going to pay for it. Maybe I can find <laughs> it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, well, I'm, I guess I'm going to. Okay, there you go. And it's Ecclesiastes 9.4. Anyone who is among the living has hope. Even a, li- a live dog is better off than a dead lion. The whole point is that a lion, you know, is the king of the jungle, you know, and, and a dog is just, mm. but the, the lion is very powerful. But when it's dead, that's when it's done. But a dog that's alive, there's better hope for. So as long as we're living, God is still, can still do new things. And, and you know, the story of Naomi, God actually restore her life and give her grandchildren in a way that she would not expect. Um, think it could come to fruition. She actually nursed, um, you know, a great, 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 great father of Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So I think God just, just don't bury your dream. And, and God can actually give multiple dreams. I don't limit God. I think, I think God can do amazing things. That's my thing. I don't have one specific thing. I'm like, the sky's the limit. My only limit is when God says no. That's right. Hey, Mar, but you know, there, sometimes we put God in a box, right? You said you don't limit God, and I think that's amazing. But many times as Christians, we put God in a box that, you know, this is this is my dream and vision that he, that I have, right? And God has actually something even bigger that he wants you to do. Amen. So definitely don't don't put the Lord in a box because... And There's I want so to much amazing stuff that we can't even think of that he would do with our lives. Right. And I want to say this, like when Michelle say bigger, I think bigger is what God wants you to do. Right. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we have a picture of what bigger is and we think, whoa, when, whenever someone give a prophecy, whenever God give a prophecy to someone, you think Are you going to change the world. Right. And you think changing the world is like, I'm going to preach all over the world. Mm. But sometimes changing the world is your child and your home. Raising your child and investing your time, (laughs) your time with that one child or two children that you have and giving everything that you have. Sometimes that is the dream of you changing the world because you never know. I'm sure my mom would not know that I would become, I would become a lawyer in America. I don't think she would knew that. I'm sure, I'm sure she didn't know that I would accomplish anything, but her goal, her assignment was to raise me in the way of the Lord. You know, I was born in a third world country, you know, I like... Listen, I, my life here, according to statistic, could not, should not have been. Mm. But God has a bigger picture, a bigger plan for each one of you if you allow him to just go um, take over mm-hmm. your life. I also, um, Madeline, that's so true because um, changing the world is usually just changing one person's life. Your children, your spouse, um, your friend, Speaking life into that one person can change one world. It just takes one person. Um, Going back to the verse that you read in Ecclesiastes 9, um, you read verse 4. I was reading verse 5, and I found that very interesting as well. The living at least know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, nor are they remembered. And that's what happens sometimes with the dreams that we have. It's that we can't let it die. We can't let it die because the dead know nothing. It's just that dream has life. And, and, you know, dream with God. I think Caleb dream with God. When God says, I can give you this, this land. And, and when they went to spy on the land, God saw a vision of the future. And Caleb, and I think Joshua was part of it, except that big picture. And uh, the other says, mm, that's impossible. Just dream with God. And I love Nehemiah. Um, and, and Nehemiah 7, 5 to 7. 
So my God put into my heart to assemble the nobles, the officials, and the common people for registration by family. So the whole point of it is God put into my heart. Let go of your dream. Take on God's dream. So I think, yeah. You said it, though. Just like looking at all the, uh, the dreams and promises again, it dawned on me that these are not really our dreams. Those are God's dreams that he gave to us. And so, you know, when we abandon them or make the funerals, we're abandoning his dreams that he gave, that he dropped, that he downloaded, that he gave to us. And which is such a, such a blessing to be able to hold on to that. Because as long as there's, you know, there's some, it gives you that, that something to look forward to, that something to strive for, that something to talk to him about, something to, you know, grow your faith in. Um, so don't abandon. I mean, one thing I've learned throughout my, my own journey is, you're right, don't abandon it. Don't, you know, don't, don't kill it and, and, and do the funeral before, you know, the Lord, <laughs> if the Lord is still going with it, if the, if the Lord gave it. Um, so it's his dream. That, that's what I want to leave it with. Yes. I want to make sure that we make sure it's God's dream, Correct. right? Yeah. We make sure, I think that's when we, our heart fails because we just have our own vision. Right. But God actually speak. He speak. He actually do speak to us. And I believe he speak to us in our personality, in the journey that he has given us. He's been, watch, watch God. God is watching to see, like allowed this, the verse that allowed this read. God is watching to see if his word is coming to fruition. Yes. He's watching. That requires you to take action on your part. Also watch your footstep. Are you going according to the wind of the world or wind of your friends, the wind of your mom, dad? Or are you going to the at the beginning of your life? Yeah, you got to obey your parents. But at, the, at some point, you have to be able to get your walk with the Lord, right, for yourself. And are you going according, are you going? the posi- I say to a lot, I, I speak often, I said, I don't know how to open doors. I just know how to walk through doors. Mm-hmm. And I can look at my life that every step that I've taken is God open a door right. for me and I just walk. I don't believe in walking away from opportunities if they're not clearly bad. Mm-hmm. I will just walk into it. And if it's not it, God will just put me out of it. Right? So I think it's watching. Are you watching what God is doing to read what he wants to do with your life? Mm. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, were you going to say something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm listening and it's almost what you're saying, uh, Madeline. It's, I'm going back to Jeremiah one where it says after um, God tells him that he's a prophet to the nations, the first thing out of his mouth is, oh, sovereign Lord, I cannot speak. I am too young. And the Lord, and that was verse six, verse seven says, the Lord replies, do not say I am too young for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. Do not be afraid of the people for I am with you and will protect you. The Lord have the Lord has spoken. And and I love that. Well, you, did you have a point to make or can I jump in? Go go for it. I love that, Mary. I I think here's the thing: those conversations, those honest conversations, need to be happening with the Lord. You need to tell God what you feel. Yeah. So He can tell you what He He sees in you, what He put in you, and then you must accept that. And I think Moses had a hard time accepting what God sees in him. I don't think he did because he just needed God to tell him. But I think it's that God wants us to have credit, to feel integrity in ourselves and having t- credibility. N- 
look to God. And if you, if your, if your thing, your ideas are not coming from God, yeah, I don't really trust them. But if they're coming from God, they have credibility. It doesn't matter what your age is and how old you are. I. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And I also would say to you, because there are some people that are listening to this and saying, okay, well, how do I know that it's God? How do I know it's not me? How would I know? And I would always say a dream, and I think we've said it earlier too, a dream that we have that is from God will not go against his word. Mm -hmm. If you know enough in his word, then you will know it is God. And it's, yes, it's also, you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, it's in 2020 contents. Again, go back to the word. The dream that God has given you will be found, will, could be confirmed in his word. And I want to say this. I, I want to say that we tend to box God in the time that we are in. Yep. I just want to remind you, the season were not made for men. Men, men was not made for the seasons. The season were made for men. Right. So Mm -hmm. we don't box ourselves according to what's happening in society. We don't. We don't do that. We are a peculiar people. There's what your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. We are governed by new, by different standards. So I just want to make sure we don't say this is what's happening. I want to say this. Not Moses. Daniel in Babylon thrives so much. In Babylon, which was, he was in captivity. He thrived. So I just want to finish, if you guys have final thoughts for this topic, because I want to move a little bit to the praise situation. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) For me, is the, um, I think you were going to just go into that point, is your surroundings. um, And for your, for what Gus has said to you, have promised you not to be changed uh, in any way, altered or even killed by what you see in your surroundings. Oh my goodness, it's hopeless out there. Oh my goodness, this is never going to happen, the current situation that we're in. Um, that is the perfect situation for God to show up yes. and show out, you know, as he always does. Um, so for me, it's just that don't look at the outside, don't look at society, don't look at this world, and then, you know, judge God's character through that lens. It's the opposite. Um, God is above it all, and he is not subject to anything um, on this world. So, um, you know, don't let what's going on right now or the, the length of time that, you know, you've been in that waiting period or, you know, the dream, don't let it, um, you know, don't let it kill it um, because God is above it all. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, and I would say that, um, you know, a lot of it is about the relationship that you have with the Lord and going back to his word. And when you have that sort of link, when you have that linkage to him, you know, he, he will he will speak to you. Um, you know, it says in, in Proverbs that um, you know, to follow and keep his commandments and bind them continually upon your heart, um, and tie them about thy neck and when you go it shall lead you. This is I think uh, Proverbs six uh twenty to twenty two. When it when thou goest it shall lead thee and when you sleep it shall keep thee and when you awake it shall talk with thee. Right? So, um just the strong in your word and in your your commitment to the Lord. And the other thing, too, is um, if you don't know what to do or if you have a dream and you're not sure, you know, talk to the Lord. 
Um, if you lack any wisdom about it, in James 1 5, it says that any of you lack wisdom, let it back for God. And he'll give it to you liberally and upward if not, and it shall be given to him. So just ask God. Amen. Amen. My God. <laughs> it says in the world, all things are possible. Amen. All things are possible. I love God. that. I love all that. things are possible. And I, and I love Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the plans, the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. I want to tell you this, you know, while we're on earth, we have to, we are going to live here with some trouble, but we know our ultimate future looks very bright. And though I walked in the valley of the shadow of death, I shall feel no evil. So that to me is in bad season, I'm still going to thrive. I'm still going to go with God. So yeah, so you guys, you know, I wanted to talk about praising Jesus Christ, right? Because that's the whole reason we were born. I think everything will stop. Um, on earth, <laughs> when, when everything, you know, going to the office, going to work, and because and, I still believe these are praising God if you're living in your, in your, your life-giving gifts and abilities. You know, we won't go out and preach to people anymore. We will have Jesus there to praise and worship, and ultimately that's what we were made for. We were made to worship him. So I just wanted to tell, take a moment to just talk about worshiping the Lord and what does, what does it look like and, like, what do you guys usually do to worship and praise the Lord? I know dead air. This is like, okay. Do you uh, have an hour? Do like, we have another two hours? Cause <laughs> you know, no, I mean, it looks different, you know, different days. It depends on what's going on. The important thing for me, what I've learned is that include him in absolutely everything. Um, you know, there are days that you're rushing out the door, but out the door I am, you know, praying to him and 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 thanking him for for the day if i didn't get a you know if it's like an abrupt exit um or you know there are days that i i specifically you know book that time with him because i need to be completely you know re- replenished um but in everything i i just learned that throughout the day in every just include him in and praise him and he, as i observe things as i go through my day and and notice things are happening and notice a beautiful thing just really acknowledge and thank him for it um so it's throughout the day for me um and because i've learned to include him in everything as i've you know what's your favorite life. what's your favorite praise song or praise verse um, if you have one you don't. That's fine. Oh yeah, I know. Let's move on. I have to do a lot. Am I giving you? Mo- okay. No, go ahead, okay. I have, I have a lot. So what? What does worship? Um, first of all, thanks and gratitude. That's been something that I've been sitting, going, entering in, knowing that He has given me another day. Worship. What does worship? Worship is through the Psalms, Psalms one, uh, Psalms ninety five, Psalms eighty six. Um, praise, just thanking Him for who He is and not what He can give me. Thanking Him for being God and being in control. Um, a lot is spoken um, in reference to when your day is busy. Just being able to thank him even as you're walking to the train station, even as you're in your car. Um, worship songs, Most Beautiful by um, Maverick City Music. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeshua from Jesus Image 19. Uh, Raise a Hallelujah. 
Um, those are one of the many that I am focusing on right now, but just worship to God even more so in everything that I do. Amen. In Amen. everything that I do. Amen. Michelle. That's, that's, that's such a, it's an easy but hard question because I would ideally like to be praising God with how I live every moment and every breath, you know? Um, and just even in the small things, I mean, there are times when I'm walking and I just see birds flying and I just feel that presence and I say, thank you, Lord, you know? Um, I typically have, and I've mentioned this before, like a running dialogue going on with, with God in my head over things. Um, but lots of um, praying. I do a lot of prayer and a lot of thanking him, um, a lot of worship from a singing perspective. Um, just an just everyday thing, you know, um, because he's so amazing. And when you talk about songs and, and worship songs, it's, it's kind of hard. There's so many, but one of my all-time favorites is For Every Mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, so for every mountain and valley, everything he's brought me through, and, that, and that's why I, I praise him, because I know he's with me everywhere Amen. I go, everywhere. Amen. So, yeah. I, I love that. I, I I think it's a lifestyle of worshiping. That's what I say. It's a lifestyle of worshiping we are called to do. Um, um again, you put your you have your special moment, like Alaudi says, where you set time aside. And I think Mary, you touched on that too. But it's just going throughout your busy life, and because God recognizes that you have a busy life too, and just include Him in that. You know, look to Him, and and I, I it's just I think last night I have a couple of songs that came to mind. Um, but last night, two of, one of them, two of them came, you know, I hone on two, but I just want to go to share one. It's like, praise him, praise mm. him, praise him, Jesus, blessed Savior, is worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun until the going down, going down of the sand, he is worthy. Jesus is worthy. Is worthy. worthy to be praised. So that song was in my mind, and with that, I'm going to finish with Psalm 113, which is "Praise the Lord, praise O servant of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore." From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? I say no one, right? <laughs> who is seated on high? Who looks, for, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust he, and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, with the prince, princes of his people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. So that's it. <laughs> that's it for me. So I just Amen. want to say, um, so we're going to let you go, people who are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And Michelle, it's just an honor to have you and and allow this. It's always good. And Mary, it's so good to just do this with you. You who are listening, I say this all the time. God gave Jeremy, God 
tell Jeremiah, God, I'm going to tell you things to do. The people are not going to listen to you. But we, on the other hand, are privileged that God gave us a call and he's telling us to do this every Saturday. And you guys actually tune in and listen. So we thank God for you. Mm-hmm. So, so we, what we're going to do, we're just going to go out praying and praising. Um, so, yeah. So Amen. God bless you, but hallelujah, Lord. We worship you and Thank we exalt you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. you are magnificent. Yes. And we honor you, Lord. Above everything, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We'll put a heart in your There's people to just you shout and praise to you, Lord. You are yes, so Lord. beautiful. We and you, and whatever is, is perfect awesome. is you, Lord, Father. And you are not to be. The words you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them. For they come from the very heart of God. He loves you. And He is the Father you have been looking for all your life. This is His love letter to you. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I am familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered, for you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope, because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. 
If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son Jesus. For in Jesus my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I love that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. And nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child?